Yes, hello there and welcome to Join Up Darts. This is an archive show, which means that I'm not here at the moment, but it's, it's all pre-recorded. But it does give you just a glimpse of what's been happening on the iTunes number one business entrepreneur show since we launched. Now, this show is different and you'll hear laughter, tears, shocking stories, real life turmoil, and of course, the kind of success blueprint that will change your life forever. If you want the dream life, then all the answers are here. Now, these are the old episodes, so to get right up to date listening to the latest stuff, then simply search Join Up Dots, click subscribe, and never miss an episode again. And of course, over at joinupdots.com, you can get instant access to our free 12-day podcasting course or loads of amazing free downloads to kickstart your own entrepreneurial journey, all made by my own fair hand. So let's get on with the show. You've got a lot of catching up to do after all. Enjoy. When we're young, we have an amazing, positive outlook about how great life is going to be. But somewhere along the line, we forget to dream and end up settling. Join Up Dots features amazing people who refuse to give up and chose to go after their dreams. This is your blueprint for greatness. So here's your host, live from the back of his garden in the UK, David Ralph. Yes, hello there, everybody. How are we all in internet land, as I always say? It's it's double whammy lady week this week. Um, if you'd listened to the show yesterday, episode 88, you would have heard the amazing Kathy O'Dowd talking about how she became the first lady to get to the top of Everest from both the north and south sides. Well, our guest today is a lady who has reached two summits in her own life as well. She's a guest who is a travelled the world to find her true path in life. Growing up in China, she had a childhood that was so very different to her life now in America. The words culture shock do not really seem to do justice to the obstacles that she had to overcome once setting foot in the country she now calls home. In the States, she pursued education with a passion and studied to become a dentist, finally owning her own very successful practice. And that for many would have been job done. But like her husband, Joel Boggis, who was a guest on the show way back on episode 35, she also felt something was missing. She felt drawn to creating a better world for others. And so together, this powerhouse of a married team have taken it on themselves to create their own business built around coaching, podcasting, writing, and being hugely positive to create a future that is 100% unique to themselves. There is no better time than today to bring onto the show and start joining up the dots for one and only Dr. Pay. How are you, Dr. Pay? I am excellent and I love, absolutely love the concept of joining the dots. Interesting concept because on its essence, it's so simple, but it's also so powerful, isn't it? Yes, and it, it, when I hear just the three words, John of Dots, it really stirs up my heart. And knowing the passion behind this uh, uh, podcast and uh, re- remembering what Steve Jobs uh, uh, said in two thousand back in 2005, this is, this is a message the whole world needs. Is, is it a message that people in their heart of hearts actually know? Because I, I get a feeling, I've been playing this on the show every single time, and we will play the words again later, but it seems to me that everyone inherently believes in the truth of those words. I Absolutely right. And then it's possible that 
when we are walking in the daily life, we do not realize that because when we focus so much on the little tasks we have to do each day. However, when we just take a step back, look at the big picture, our life really is amazingly, uh, it, there's a pattern, it makes sense. Well, I, I spent a, a very happy hour talking to your husband back on episode 35, as I was saying. And it seemed to me that not only was he a man who has found his path and he's found his unique self, but the two of you together have really created something that is uber powerful because a lot of people in relationships, one of them is going in a certain direction and the other one can't quite understand that direction they're going in very much in entrepreneurship that seems to be a problem but the two of you are kindred spirits and you're both firing on the same you know gun so do you feel that the together that you are stronger because you have got both of you believing in the same things yes absolutely and uh, whenever you're ready I actually like to tell your listener how this our past really merged because we did not at all plan this um, if we look back uh, when we just got married or when we were dating there was not a chance I thought about we would be where we are today why why was it it wasn't something that you had stumbled upon or it was something that didn't interest you why was there not a glimmer okay well when we met I was finishing up my residency at the dental school be, uh, becoming the specialist in doing root canals in uh, it's just one of the specialties in dentistry and at that time guess what he was actually a banker uh, working at a local bank and he just finished his uh, MBA and we were just like okay if um, uh, our life settle in we get married that means you have a job, I have a job, and we meet at the end of the day. We compare notes, and you know, that's how my parents' life were, and that's possibly a lot of families, especially with two working um, parents. So uh, we did not think there's anything different um, at that time. What's interesting was he decided you know corporate work is really not his thing and he he did not enjoy the fact that a, a lot of rules he had to follow that he doesn't feel passionate about um, the the certain service he had to provide so we were married in 2001 2006 after different corporate uh, positions he decided to open his own coaching business and Right before that, I was, um, I, I thought, okay, you open your business, I will, su I support this decision, although it was scary, but I'm going to be this dentist, and someday I'm going to own my own private practice, and that will be my business. However, you know, as any entrepreneur, when you go into the business, not only the emotional support you need from your family. There's going to be a lot of things that you find you end up doing because you're the owner, you are the uh, marketer, you make the calls, you make the service, and you sometimes are, are the janitor. <laughs> 
so there's I so I started helping him with the part that he's not very strong at, such as organization. And there's certain times I he's so creative, but the things he created, I I found myself have the gifts of organizing it in a way that actually becomes something more powerful. Yeah, and it was it, it's like one thing leads to another. He. I, I find myself being more and more involved in what he does, and this is what's amazing about him. Instead of saying, "Okay, um, you keep helping me, I really love this," he said, "You know what? This is great. You're spending time helping me build this business, but I really would like love for you to find out what really excites you." And, and how do you find that out? Because that, that is a key question. All our listeners out there are looking for their passion. They're looking for the thing. They're, they're listening to all these conversations and every single person saying, pretty much, when you find your thing, you will know it. And I say the same thing. But it's kind of a horrible, rubbish answer, isn't it? Because how the hell do you find your passion unless somebody shows it? it, it you know, how do you do it? So when he said that to you, did you kind of go, yes, I know you're 100% right? Or did you kind of go, like all of us, hang on, I'm not sure what I really want. So am I buying into the wrong thing? Well, I had to sigh when you asked that question. Because this brought up lots of memories. If you don't mind me, uh, go back there. Go, go. Um, okay. I, I think growing up in China, if you, um, if any of your listeners know Asian parents, they are extremely um, passionate about helping their kids yeah, progress in, especially academics. And back then, when when I grew up, I was actually, especially during high school, I happened to uh, enjoy a leadership position as the president of, of the entire class. And that was a huge class. And they enjoy uh, putting up events, um, have meetings. However, uh, if, you know, it, it might be some, it might sound crazy to some of your listeners, but back then, my parents thought that was a waste of time. It was actually, it's the, the numbers that counts, getting the A's. And sometimes A is not enough because we have the score system of 100 and they will be happy if I can get to 100. And if I'm 98, it's like, okay, what is wrong? So, I mean, they are very encouraging. They believe in me. However, I think growing up, trying to fit into that mode to just take the class. And I find out that even if I don't study hard, I prepare from, I have this gift of passing tests and doing well. So I think I got lucky that um, I did really well academically, regardless of how much time I actually spending on doing the uh, events for the students, for the classmates. But when I went, start, uh, at age 18, I had to decide, okay, what, what do I want to do? And I, I was like, how would I know? And so I went for a pass that's known in our family. My 
my parents, both of them went to college. My dad became an editor for the newspaper. My mom was a cardiologist. And at the time, it was decided, okay, <clears throat> becoming a doctor is, uh, for, a, for a woman is a great career path. So I went to uh, medical school and actually uh, went to the dental college in the medical school and finished school and I but after school my, my dad said you know if you can get a PhD in the United States that will be just the best thing there can be and at that time I also um, did not in uh, that was right after I finished the dental school and at age 23 or 4 I did not enjoy the private well the practice, I because there at that time there wasn't private practice in China. Uh, it, it was hard work, has no personal relationship with the patients, and um, it and the pay was very low. It was, so it was like it, working in a factory, then I assume. Basically, it's a processing plant. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A very huge contrary to what I uh, do currently. So I, I, I thought, okay, pursuing a PhD in the United States, let's try it. And I remember now tie back to that question when you said, did you know what you wanted to do? And this is interesting. This day still hurts me when I thought thinking about, thinking about it right now. It, it, in graduate school, I first I didn't know it's no longer reading the book taking the test anymore there's lots of discussions you have to use a lot of your own creativity and sometimes that was uh, actually in the beginning that was a huge challenge to me and one day at seminar the discussion came up that what do you want to do with your life and at least that day I was true to myself and I told everybody I did not know. It, that is the right, right answer, isn't it? Because, you know, my, my kids are going through the school system and when my son is 13, he has to choose what we call our options over here, but it's what, what subjects to do for the rest of your, you know, to build a foundation for the rest of his life. He's 13 and, you know, I'm 44 and I honestly think this is the first time I've ever done anything which is me. It's exactly what I want to do. And I'm not doing it because I'm earning money. I'm not doing it because somebody's telling me what to do. It's something that I feel drawn towards. And so everyone hasn't got a hope in hell in life, really, have they? If they're either being kind of pushed into the past that their parents had, because that's what the parents understand, and so, no, this is what you're going to do, this is what I believe is right, and away you go. Or they're just going to jump between job to job to job because they, they can't find that moment of clarity, that passion, when the clouds open and they see their path. But it's in there, isn't it, Dr. Pei? Yes, um, it, if at that time I had the tools, if I knew a lot of things, which I will share later on, I would at least have some sense of peace. You know what, that day I felt so awful, not because I didn't know what I uh, was going, 
but more so because I'm like, okay, what's this life really about? And that was a very sad day. <laughs> but that, that's probably one of the best days of your life as well. If you put it on the opposite you know, side, put a different spin on it, you weren't really striving for anything because you didn't know. You know, in your head, you must have known that this isn't really what I want to do. But because you didn't know, you was open to that moment when that idea, that realization did come. Yes, thank you. And that is very true. And what's interesting is I took some time and to start do some thinking. But at that age, I think I was in my late 20s. Uh, a month later, after that uh, seminar, I went to my mentor, and guess what I told her? You, you tell us. I, okay. I said, I know what I want to do now. I want to, after my PhD project, I want to become this root canal specialist. That's what I want. You know, it's so interesting. I just try to tie what I want with this career position, this label, that's what I was chasing. Okay, this is a position that uh, I, I know I possibly gifted that. I, um, it's gonna be a, a great position with great income. So I, I was very happy that at, at that time I thought, okay, now I know. My life's uh, big puzzle is solved. <laughs> <laughs> you were in your comfort zone, weren't you? And you were looking for the next step, but still within that comfort zone. You see it across the globe where people will go into a job that they don't really like. But if they get a promotion, they think that, oh, okay, that's going to be better because that's an improvement. But it's not. You're still in that situation. You're just earning more money. And then they get another promotion and again another promotion. And suddenly 30 years have gone past. And those dreams, those aspirations that they had as children are never going to be realized. Exactly. Exactly. I think um, chasing the things that sometimes we really have to le live this uh, exam life that instead of going, going, look for the next thing and instead of doing some inner work that really understanding what, uh, what excites you. And it, it, Right at that time, Joel was, I, I, I know this is not a conversation about him, but since we mentioned him um, in this conversation. And we love him, don't we? Come on, be honest. <laughs> sure. He, for, when we just got married, we thought, okay, as a married guy, you got to work, you know, pick up your suitcase and go to work every day and bring home the, the steady paycheck. And that's exactly what he strived to do for years and years. So um, I think we have this perception or assumption, and sometimes we don't realize that we take certain things as truth. And if we really ask ourselves, is it does it really have to be that way? Is this some uh, what rule? Who whose rule is this, anyways? Yeah. You know, what, what you're saying there for the listeners is really the reality that you find yourself in is the reality that you can create. 
and you don't have to do what other people expect. As long as you play to your values, as long as you provide um, your strengths to the world, then you really have got a future that you can create. Yes. And I think that's another reason why this show, John Updates, is so valuable because w if you look at the how it hit historically, it, people used to do a lot of their own things. They either solopreneurs or uh, small businesses. Only until the last century or so, the mass production of a lot of things have created this. Uh, thing called the company or industries where there's a process line, there is uh, orders, there's departments. But nowadays, and, and of course, and that created the college where they can cr uh, have people <laughs> go through this processing pro uh, plan in the college learn what the companies would need, the skills the companies need, and then send them there. However, that system doesn't work anymore. The, do, you, the, do you know, sorry to butt in, but I just had this, this thought that comes smashing into my brain, as you were saying there, because what you're saying <laughs> is absolutely true, that we are in this, this processing mode where we go through college and university and then we go straight into an office and then we carry on moving, carry on moving. If you went back to caveman time, every single person was an entrepreneur. Every single caveman had to go out on a daily basis and find his food. They had to go out and do the things for survival, which we now need to do in a different way here. And there's no difference. It's just the middle bit where we've suddenly gone on this path of conformity of what everybody else is expecting. I've never thought of that until that moment. Is that, is that madness or is that a genius thought I've just had, Dr. Pay? It is the truth. It is the absolute truth. Because it, when you go through, even if not college, but especially when you're in college too, they tell you, okay, yes, you can choose certain classes, but there are other classes, they are core, you have to take them. And then when you have like, okay, I don't know which way I should go. And then the school counselor will tell you, okay, then try some of these classes. Then you get the four year degree but if you don't have a whole lot of life experience, then it almost like you try to follow this rule book. However, when the world changes, the business out there has no rule book anymore. And so not only we left with the question, what do I want in my life? The big question really for a lot of people is, what is my next step? And that's the scary thing, isn't it? That, that is the thing that people struggle with the most, taking that first step. Certainly a step into an unknown. They have these dreams. They have these aspirations. They hear podcasts. They read blogs. They look at the successful in the world. But the hardest thing is that first step, isn't it? Going into the unknown. Yes, yes. No longer there's a rule book. Cause, uh, during uh, life and career coaching, we have found a lot of people tend to ask, okay, just tell me what to do, because they're so used to being told what they should do, what they are expected. They, it's, it's like that muscle of thinking on their own and trusting their own intuition 
is not being exercised. I think so. that is the perfect point to bring in the words of Steve Jobs, who said basically those words in a different format back in 2005. So as I do round about this part of the show, I'm going to bring on Steve Jobs to give his words of wisdom. And then I, I want to ask your, your perception of them, whether they're relevant, whether they're true, or generally how they make you feel. So this is Steve Jobs. Of course, it was impossible to connect the dots looking forward when I was in college. But it was very, very clear looking backwards 10 years later. Again, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path. And that will make all the difference. What do you think about those words? Wow. They're, in those few short sentences, there's embedded truths. Um, I think at this point of my life, I, the, the big thing that touched me the most is if you just trust your gut and start to take action, start to experiment, because there are things, just like he said, you can look back, joining the dots and know a pattern, but looking forward, if there's so much fear of, okay, is this what I'm supposed to do? What will other people think? Am I going to be successful? What if I fail? Instead of having all those doubts and fears, take a big step and just believe this will be the next thing. And, you know, don't think in the big picture sometimes, yes, big picture thinkers great, but don't feel like you have to make a decision for the end of your life. Almost like, okay, if I make a decision, I have to stick to uh, with it until I, I retire. Uh, of course, by the way, I don't like that word anymore, but it's more of, Okay, I'm going to trust myself, take my this next step. It may or may not be eventually where I end up with, but it will take me there. Do you know the word that you said, and I wrote it down as you were saying it, trust your gut and experiment. And life is an experiment, isn't it? We try things, they don't work. We put, try something else, they work a little bit better. We try things, they're total failures, some are success. It's no different than a kind of recipe that you're creating yourself. Now, that's not scary. Anybody would go into a kitchen and put a little bit of this there, a little bit there, and, and see if it would work. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, then you'd throw it in the bin and you'd go again. And that's the kind of logic I want to get through to the listeners, that if you do take that first step and it doesn't work, do another quick step and jump over the bit that doesn't work and take another one and if you do enough of those you're going to find an area of success that you can then stay in for a while and feel comfortable but you can then look back and see that you've made progress and you've moved forward then you take a few more steps and then ultimately hopefully you'll get another dot as we call it which is another area of success but all those stepping stones move you forward to a better life do you do you agree with that Absolutely, because um, I, what I like to say, just to uh, um, kind of summarize or put uh, what you say in another way is 
believe the world is still a playground. You know, when we're kids, we, we enjoy to play. We uh, tried a little bit this and it, there's no criticism or, judge, or judgment of what we do. But when we grow up, we feel like, okay, this big responsibility we have to um, fulfill, that life should be all about responsibility from now on. Not true. Because when you enjoy life the most, you give out the, the best. When we are kids, the, the tagline to the show is connecting our past to build our future because I, I stumbled across something at the beginning which was kind of just something that I had in my, my heart but it seems to be true that if we all look back on our lives and I've said this many times in many shows but if we look back on our lives to the things that we did as kids that we were naturally good at and we enjoyed and it could be that yes. we were painting or writing and we would come home from school every day and lay on the floor spending hours doing it but a lot of reason to say that should be the stuff that we're doing in adult life and ultimately that is our true talent our true unique path and that is the thing that's going to provide value to the world and the ultimate value back to us absolutely true absolutely true um it, if you don't mind i when you said painting i just want to share a short story of my friend uh she's a fellow um colleague and when she was studying for dental school at while taking a break she picked up her um, paint, uh, painting brush and started doing her artwork and her father saw that and of course she's uh, from Asia not my country but um, it's also a, another country that parents pay more attention to the academics than a lot of other skills and the fa her father said you will not be a disgrace to me you will get to uh, the um, dental school because if you waste time doing that silly little thing then you will not be able to get good scores so um, what amazes me was uh, this almost brings tears from my eyes she put down her painting brush. She did not pick, you know, when she picked up her painting brush, the day her father died. That doesn't surprise me at all. She, she was just waiting. She wanted her parental approval, didn't she? Like we all do. Yes. Yes. And e even if we don't have a dramatic story like that, one way or another, inside of us, we felt like, there's a permission we need to have for us to take a step. It's sad, isn't it? That is so sad. And there must be thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there. Not, not even thousands, what I'm talking about, millions of people that are simply going through the motions because they're trying to gain approval from someone. It could be a partner, it could be their parents, it could be their peer group, but they're suppressing their their desires, their dreams, because approval is so important to us. Yes, yes. And that's another uh, thing when we start to become more aware of how, w what's in our thinking process and question that. And then ask, ask yourself, is that really true? Then we start to 
to really know what what is true to us or what is not. When was the moment that you found yourself? I know, I know you you stumbled and you started helping Joel and and moving in that direction, but you did get to that point where you sold your practice, which was a very brave decision. Most people would have said, "That's it. That is my life. That's my job." You know, and um, I'm going to have the nice car every year. I'm going to have the nice vacation, and that is my life's work. But you said, "No, I need to move on to something else." Can you remember that moment, or maybe it wasn't a moment? It was a series of moments that just built up, and you thought this isn't me I've got to do something about it okay that's an excellent question and it was uh, a series of moments uh, connected by many little decisions along the way um, when I if, when first when Joel said okay find what you enjoy doing and at that time I, I thought okay this is dentistry I just started a private practice and it's doing so well but then I knew something was missing and I felt like okay uh, I enjoy the patients I enjoy the interactions but it just become so much of a routine that um, at the time for the first couple years after things settled I start to get myself into different hobbies and as if that should fulfill that little bit emptiness and it didn't so I actually seek out coaching I seek out I took a personality test I start to get some mentors in my life to uh, start to speak some truths and guide my thinking a little bit so what I find out is a steady environment that I just go in as an operational person it is not for me I the part I enjoy about dentistry besides the income is the um, making a tough diagnosis I love challenges and I love making a quick connection with people and that's my gift but the part about doing it as as much as I'm so good at it I I felt that it's such a routine that I, I almost feel like I, if I could just see the patient, find out the problem, somebody else would do the work, I would love that. Yeah. But it was a near seven-figure practice of, uh, as far as annual revenue. And to be honest with you, when I'm comparing when I'm comparing giving up this private practice, it was even harder than when I came to the United States. Could, could you speak English when you came to the United States? Uh, some. I thought I knew English, but um, when I landed here, I found out what I knew was school English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so to tell us that story, I, I've, I've been reading up about you, but there was a story when a lady held your hand in your practice, and it seemed to be the moment that did really change your life. Can you can you tell us yes. that story? Yes. Yes. Um, when I um, so 
it's about four or five years into the private practice by then, and I have great referrals. I really um, the practice, the staff management, everything is just um, it, it's a great practice. And I had this old lady in my chair, and when she got up, because she was very fearful um, doing a root canal, seeing a dentist she never seen in her life, and when she got up, she said. This is the best dental experience I ever had. You are at your calling. And she didn't just say that. She looked at my eyes, held my hand. And when she, if she said thank you, I would have said, oh, awesome. I, I, I'm so glad. But when she said you met your calling, I knew that wasn't true. And I know she meant well, but I knew... My calling is much bigger than the occupation. My calling is much bigger than this very moment. And to be honest with you, that wasn't when I turned. I started to prepare this practice for sale. I lingered another couple of years because I had this wrong belief that okay. If I'm going to give up this practice, I'm going to have to build uh, or have Joel, my husband, get up his income to replace mine or replace half of mine. And so, I hate to say this, I got to a, a point in my life because my frustration with the situation I was in. It, so the income, the money, did not change, did not make me happy. It, and I felt bad not feeling happy almost. Because most people would love, and the, even a lot of dentists would love to be where I was. But I, I was at this moment, okay, I felt like I could not uh, get out until Joel make up that huge income and I start getting into a stage in my life I complain I I complain to him I, I feel like it's 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 you if if it's uh, if you could get your business up like extremely quickly then I could take a more courageous step and until one more morning it hit me that uh, actually, I was reading this uh, Course of Miracle book to talk about not to complain. and But it, it took a while for me to realize, you know what? I have in my own power to make a change. It's not up to me, up to other people to provide me. Yes, we, we're partners, we life partners. We uh, help each other, and he is extremely supportive in every way, including financially. But if I want to make a change, I have to take personal responsibility. And that's when I, it, it's interesting when I decide I can take control, ideas came. I was like, okay, if I want to replace my income, and make about half, that's easy. I can sell my practice and start working part-time. I don't have to make a huge jump. And plus, I still enjoy working on patients. 
So now it just gives me more time to explore my other aspirations. So, so it, like, it, it was mindset, wasn't it? That was the difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that the same for everyone, Dr. Pay? Do you think that when the mindset is ready to be switched, that is the moment that their life will change? That is so true. And of course, I wish I knew that. I thought if the circumstances will change, then I will be better. And again, that just lead me to one, uh, chasing a circumstance that either doesn't exist or it's not even mine. So it's, it's me is to, to understand that I have the power to create what I want and to let go what I cannot control. Then that's when the power actually comes. Your husband said something that stuck with me and um, a lot of the conversations that I have, because I have so many, I remember the content but I can't actually remember who said it. But your husband said something, he said the thing that we all need to be is gentle with ourselves and I queried it at the time, I said what, what do you mean Joel, what do you mean about being gentle? And he was saying that really we all beat ourselves up that we're not in this position, we're not fitter, we're not this, we're not that. But actually, we just need to be okay with ourselves and we need to say, okay, if I want to improve it, I need to start doing something about it. But at the end of the day, moaning and groaning and, and complaining and, and whatever isn't getting us in that mindset to actually make that improvement. Yes, uh, that's another thing. I think when we are so used to going through school and... Um, at the end of the day, if we had either our parents or we criticize ourselves at the end of the day, said focus on what we haven't done instead of focus on what our successes are, we, it, it's almost like we don't have that heart of gratitude. And interestingly, the more we criticize ourselves, the more we actually create a heart of fear with fear that it, it, it trips us from moving forward. So I know you would think by not being satisfied with yourself, you will actually move forward. That should motivate you. It's the other way around because a lot of our success is based on confidence. And if you constantly judge, criticize, and say you are not enough, when you get to a point of making decision, you won't trust your gut. Because that inner voice will say, who are you to say that's what you want to do? I think you're amazing, Dr. Pei, because as I said in the introduction, you are someone who has achieved a couple of summits in their life. You know, like you, you got to the point of success, then not throw, throw it away, you transitioned, is a better word of saying it, to another area of success. And that's inspiring to me. And it should be inspiring to all the listeners out there listening into our conversation today. But if you look at your life as a whole, of your actions that you've taken, what's the ones that make you most proud? The one that's most pr 
proud. I, there were many proud moments and I have to say that's a, a good attribute of me. I, I do look at my accomplishments and what's interesting that what I'm most proud is the step I took recently. Um, the, the courageous step because you know if you ask that question to a lot of other people that's a great coaching question David because people will start writing down what they're most proud about and they're gonna realize it's not their academic achievement it's not the award they win it's you'll be surprised if you really look in your heart what you're really proud about about what you will want your kids to know what you want your grandkids to talk about is is, is it generally tied down to something emotional no, you know it, it's it's more about how you are as a person more than what you've actually achieved that that's it you got it yep so for me to I think the proud thing I do is to understand who I am, what I, that really get me excited, and that knowing of me being who I am, and to do to be able to do something I'm really excited about. That courage, that confidence, for me, I'm proud about. I've got a lady in Arizona who's connected with me by email and she's listened to a couple of shows and she sent some emails that are really humbling that the shows are helping her find her thing but she hasn't quite got there and I see a lot of connections between you and the lady that I'm speaking about. Do you now that you've transitioned and you've found your path do you see people with different eyes and think God, I used to be like you, and just wait until you see, see the light, so to speak. Yes, um, I, I think, you know, David, that's kind of, in a way, it's my natural gift as well. Uh, I, I'm currently not doing a lot of life coaching, but what's interesting is when I have conversation, because of my journey, I tend to see, almost have a glimpse of where this person's going, and so many times they even know deep down where they should be going, but because of all these layers of, I wouldn't call it dirt, but layers of expectations and the questions that we almost don't allow that truth to come out. And a few things that will help. One thing is start to either get a coach or just talk to some people who really support you and ask them, what do you see in me? You know, what gifts or talents do, do I have? What things tend to put a, a, a bounce in my steps? Start to get curious to discover yourself. And that's... Um, that's definitely one of the things uh, people can do. But a lot of people, and I'm talking directly to you, Charlotte. She's, she's my email listener. 
a lot of people might be scared of the answers but they don't need yes. to be do they they don't need to be scared because if you ask enough people you will get the right answer ultimately yes i think the fear comes from okay if i discover it i have to do something about it and that could take away your current comfort zone it could take a take you out of your current circle of people and and always know it doesn't have to be dramatic it could be you spend an hour a week doing something that you feel like you're drawn to don't feel like it's a gigantic step and definitely there are many uh, success habits you can start to form however if you know and I feel like I'm talking to that lady too that's Charlotte yes Charlotte deep in your heart you know if you stay where you are in another five years you are not that's you, you possibly cannot tolerate that so take a tiny step it does not have to be a huge uh, momentous moment that you switch uh, uh, like a light switch I, I'm gonna send I don't do this very often but I'm gonna send her this show early so before <laughs> before we release it I'm gonna send this to her by the end of today and so she's going to be like over a month earlier because I think there's power in those words and I would love by the time this is released whether she could come back to us and say yes your words have inspired me to do X, Y, Z and this is where my life is going because from her words in her email I can just I just know that she is somebody with so much love and so much um, humility and passion and understanding that she's just waiting for that area to channel it. And that's really what these shows are all about. It's just to get people to think about themselves, get people to question where they are. And if you are happy in your situation and you're loving your job, then brilliant. That's, that's what it's all about. And if you're not, then your reality is directly influenced by what you have done. You were the person who got that job. And I'm sure when you got that job, you was delighted. And you went home and told everyone, oh, I've got this new job. But after a while, things don't pan out. You can do it again. You can go out and get another job. You can change direction. You can make mistakes. That is what life is all about. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, I, I think when we look at our the things that didn't work out or the most other people would label as unsuccessful if we look at those as mistakes it really scare us but I forgot who said this mistake is simply missing the lesson if we learn from it it is not a mistake and one of our show guests recently Dr. Kevin uh, Lehman um, he actually said make sure failure is part of your journey because failure failure has been the journey of every successful person so make sure you fail you know take the pressure off it's like if you want to um, make a phone call to ask somebody um, instead of uh, uh, make the goal okay today I'm gonna get 10 yes instead just say you know what today I'm gonna try to get 10 no's guess what 
you pass it end up making 50 calls getting 40 yes getting 10 no's you know it's it make it somehow change your mindset to make this journey more of a, a play experiment than a dread for that quote-unquote mistake I think they are brilliant words, Dr. Pei. And um, I, I can see that you have just been on such a journey, such self-discovery, that you are really in a place which is, is you. Where do you see it going? You know, David, um, I know there are exciting things. I enjoy being the business manager for the show, the relaunch show. I, uh, I find myself loving to solve problems in the business. I'm quick at looking at where the bottleneck is, where we can create system to, so we don't waste time on doing things that doesn't contribute to the business. That's where I'm at. Um, I know there are some excitement in the future, possibly uh, generate helping other people do the same thing and teach them what I learned, the, the things I learned when I'm helping Joe building this show business. And you know what? I, I no longer want to know 10 years down the line. I have some goals, but right now where I'm at, it's exciting. Um, I'm going to just focus on where I'm at. <laughs> Absolutely. And what I want you to do now, just before we say goodbye to you, is, is focus on what you would say if you went back in time and spoke to your younger self. Because this is the part of the show called The Sermon on the Mic. And this is when I play the music. And while the music is playing, you're transported back in time to have a one-on-one -on -one with your younger version. And what kind of advice would you give them? Well, we're going to find out because this... Here's the sermon on the mic. Here we go with the best bit of the show. The sermon on the mic. The sermon on the mic. Well, here you are. I have a few do's and don'ts, and you might want to hear the don'ts first. I try to be gentle, but these are the things I wish you knew. Number one, I wish you didn't spend so much time in the evening watching TV. Um, you used to enjoy ER, uh, Law and Order, those were good, really good shows, however, it's almost like you spent so much time in others' drama. Instead, find some ways, read some books that uh, will get, get your life more exciting instead of spending so much time seeing other excitement that's outside you. Number two, don't worry so much things will turn out just great. Um, you know, you spend so much time wish certain things will happen and then you worry about it wouldn't happen. And then you, um, you had so much doubts and you didn't know your next step. You know what? 
I'm going to teach you some ways to learn your life direction, to have that confidence, and to know that your confidence is not based on your next title. It's not based on what your some of your um, the people will talk about you. It's based on what you know about yourself, your passion, and your true gifts, your strengths, and your purpose. So, being um, being where I am today, I want to teach you a couple of things that will help you in touch, get in touch with your life direction. Number one is look at the pattern in your life. Think as back, uh, far back as you can. And there are times maybe just sit there thinking is not the best thing. Start to write. And you used to resist that because it's kind of tedious. But once you pick up the pen, you possibly find out you can't stop writing. Write your life story. And then look at the turning points in your life. And instead of just look at the things you did that excite you, start to learn to dissect a little bit. For example, you got yourself uh, into this um, um, yoga teaching and you also um, register your dogs as therapy dogs. Instead of looking your, at it and judging it as those are scattered things, I have no clue what you're I'm doing, there is a pattern. You're passionate about connecting with others to, to, heal, to help them heal. Not just heal their physical body, but heal their heart, heal their mind. So look deep what really triggers that excitement in you with each thing that happen to you or you get involved into. And the second is, there's this big word about passion. How do you know your passion? How do you make a decision where your next step is? You used to, I remember you, when you tried to make a decision, stay in school teaching as a faculty or come out as a clinician. I remember you sitting on uh, one chair writing down the pros and cons. Okay, this one has 401k, has um, health insurance. That one um, has, is a private practice, potentially more income. Yes, that's a good exercise, but really, there's a better way to know your next step, which is you start to write down maybe at least 10 things you want to happen. You start a sentence by saying, my life will be ideal if this happens. So you start writing that down and then you take the first one, for example, I'd like to have a, um, um, a independent business or I'd like to make this much money, I'd like to have a, a great relationship and you take that first one compare with the second and the way you compare is if I can only have one which one would it be then you take down the list and after that you pick up the top three or five 
and you're going to be surprised. You think there are things you're most excited about actually may not be your top priority. So you always follow the first few things that excite you. And again, remember, nothing has to be a gigantic step. And if you just live day by day, do a little bit a day to contribute to one of those three or five things, you will land in a great place. So that's my sermon for, for you. And, but I'm very happy with you. You went through, the journey you went through, the, the steps you took, even if you didn't know, has made me who I am today. And I thank you for being you. That actually choked me up. Do you know that, Dr. Pei? I was, I was listening to you and I could feel a big lump in my throat and I was thinking, I've got, to, I've got to say something again in a moment. So thank you so much for those words. They were really powerful. How can people who have been listening to your conversation, and I'm sure there's going to be so many people out there that have been touched by your story, get to connect with you? Sure. Um, relaunchshow.com, that's our website. And uh, I, if you guys want to connect me, I'm a direct email. I, I'm good. Pay, P-E-I, at relaunchshow.com. <laughs> it's easy. And all the um, links and, and the Twitter and the Facebook and everything will be on the show notes so they can get hold of you. And uh, I, I, would, I would like my listener, Charlotte, to contact you. Charlotte, this is a mission for you because I think Dr. Pay can help you step forward to the life that you're looking for and I think you, you deserve that life you're looking for. So thank you so much, Dr. Pay, for spending time with us today joining up those dots. Please come back again when you have more dots to join up as I believe that by joining up those dots and connecting our pasts is the best way to build our futures. Dr. Pay, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. David doesn't want you to become a faded version of the brilliant self you were one. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Join Up Dots, brought to you exclusively by PodcastersMastery.com, the only resource that shows you how to create a show, build an income, and still have time for the life that you love. Check out PodcastersMastery.com now. David doesn't want you to become a faded version of the brilliant self you were once to become. So he's put together an amazing guide for you called the eight pieces of advice that every successful entrepreneur practices, including the two that changed his life. Head over to joinupdots.com to download this amazing guide for free. And we'll see you tomorrow on Join Up Dots.